Hello and welcome to this week's Peony Chat. Dave said and Adam Lord just about navigated the M6. Mm-hmm, just about got some kip. Yeah. Um, fairly uneventful week, really. Ah, boring, wasn't it? Not, yeah. Not much has happened. Not a lot to yeah. talk about. We thought about scrapping this. We thought about you know yeah. doing doing some writing or something. Yeah. Maybe putting a few calls in and then yeah. thought dreary Tuesday night at Villa Park. We should probably know, keep it up. We do it every week. We yeah. should probably sit you know sit and have a chat about what's going on at North yeah. End. Um, we said it at the time. We tried to digest it at the time. Mm. Where do you start with Tuesday night? When it was bloody bonkers, wasn't it? I think we can say that. Absolute <laughs> bonkers, wasn't it? So I put it, I put the three all draw up there. Not not quite the same level as North End winning six four at Leeds, sort of two thousand and ten or whatever. But it was sort of in those getting towards those throws. You know, it wasn't it wasn't just a three all. It was the fact that. North End were 2-0 behind and were sort of flat as a pancake in the first half and god I'm awful really to come to suddenly make it 3-2 for all the substitutes to score in the order that they came on to then concede a 91st minute equaliser to make it 3-all and then concede a penalty in the 95th minute which took until the 97th minute to take and Chris Maxwell saves it, the last kick of the game. It was just, wow, you know, where do you start with that? You had a cabbage thrown at Steve Bruce, a Villa manager, the then Villa manager before the game, who was subsequently sacked, what, twenty less than 24 hours later. So, apart from that little lot, it was all quiet. First things first, as you said, it, the most marked thing about the whole game was... I d- Don't I can't, talk about the cabbage, Joey. I'm no. not talking about the cabbage. No. The cabbage has kept you and I busy enough. Yeah. Yeah. Has he got his own Twitter account yet? It, it does. It does. does. Yeah. yeah, it does have its own Twitter yes. account. does yeah. have its own Twitter account. Yeah. Um, you throw me there. Um, <laughs> Sorry. The, the, I've never seen a game where a team was so bad in the first yeah. half yeah. and so good in the second. Yeah. I mean... Alex Neal claims there was no Churchillian speeches or anything like that, but mm. I mean, the, the transformation from when they walked down the tunnel to when yeah. they came back out of it was, was ludicrous, yeah. wasn't it? Was it? Like, well, you'd probably argue that they couldn't be any worse than they had been in the first half. So there had to naturally there had to be some improvement. But no, first half they couldn't raise a gallop. You know, they I think I, there was a cross from Robinson which Nemechu sort of met off balance and skewed off the top of his head and went sort of level with the edge of the box and went wide. And I think that was their only chance for the first half. They really worked poor and Villa didn't have to work for the two goals. It was a very, very comfortable half-time lead. You went into half-time thinking this was going to finish 3-4-0 or or to Villa. But just one change at the break, took Ryan Ledson off and it could have been anyone, couldn't it, really? Yeah, Ryan, got, Ryan, yeah. Ryan wasn't particularly... No. He was a four that. guy for it, but yeah. you know, it, it, say you, could have, you could have taken anyone off, really. Uh, Barna Metu, I thought, had a pretty good first half, to be fair. Um, on came... Daniel Johnson, who made, had a major impact on the game, just in the fact that he got on the ball. At the start of the second half, North End had a really good little spell of passing and possession, and I didn't necessarily get too far with it to start with, but I think it was just a case of getting hold of that ball, having a feel of the ball, keeping it away from Villa, just building up the confidence a little bit. And you know, it just, just worked and just got them going in the right direction and they started working up a bit more ahead of steam, which led to the first goal which from the penalty spot and Villa went down to ten men. And then after that it was like uh, just wave after wave of attacks, wasn't it? They could have they could have had three or four at least. Paul Huntington you know. could have had a hat trick. Well yeah, he put three headers over the bar, you'd expect him to have put one of those away. Nemecha hit the post with a shot in the in the, in the follow up. I think DJ had a shot which the keeper saved. There was a couple of efforts for Callum Robinson, and yeah, it was just and he could he could feel 
the tension at Villa, you know, in the first half, Villa Park was like a vibrant place. The t- yeah, fair enough, they've not been great guns this year, but they were winning 2-0, you know, the home crowd was up. But the second half, the minute North End got that first goal back, and then especially after the equalise, the place just turned, didn't it? It turned on Steve Bruce. It was tight. Really. It was toxic. It went just like that, absolutely just like that. And, um, yeah, and then when North End got the third, well, that was that was crazy, absolutely crazy. was indeed. Questions, comments on anything and everything as well just mm. keeps us going. It keeps it interesting and we like to have your views. Uh, hi to Mark Gray. Hi to Graham Bancroft, two regulars. Good to have you on, gents. Um, Darren Parkinson, talk about a game of two halves. <laughs> Contrasting halves. Yeah. They were, we were writing headlines at half-time, weren't we? Yeah. I think I was almost turned to you and going, how, how heavy-handed can we be here? Yeah. Right, because oh, I mean, yeah. they, were, they were poor. Yeah. Uh, Steve Parkinson, don't worry, any relation. Mm. Uh, hi all from Cyprus. Hi, Steve. That's, add that to the list. Like, uh, yeah. Nice um, places. Indeed, uh, Adam Gore. I hear the cabbage has got the villa job on an interim basis. <laughs> Unconfirmed. I think Unconfirmed. Kevin McDonald's run because they got rid of Bruce and four staff, wasn't it? Yeah, went, went yesterday. Um, Two years to the day since Roberto Di Matteo got sacked after a two 0 defeat at Preston. There was a little bit of a couple of days gap between that one happening, wasn't we? There? From I remember yeah. that game because. Uh, I remember talking to the, the, the Villa press pack mm. afterwards and they waited a long time for Di Matteo and they yeah. even thought that he'd been hauled in straight away and been yeah. told, got the yeah. call that he was gone mm. but as yeah. it was, he took a while to come out he came out and then yes, it was into yeah. the week, wasn't it? Significant because a certain midfielder scored for North End Ben Pearson, yeah, yeah. and that match someone pointed out on Twitter Chris Maxwell saved the last minute penalty in as well Remember Ross McCormack? Yeah, had one. yeah, Ross McCormack. Yeah, Ross yeah. McCormack. Yeah, before his incident with the gate. Yeah, um, don't talk about. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, there's parallels then. So someone else told me as well. Interestingly, North End won it. I think the last time they won at Villa Park was the late sixties, nineteen sixty-eight, and I think the Villa manager of the time went very soon after that as well. So I think North End have finished off three Villa managers over time. So. Uh, Beware playing North End, obviously. Beware, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Adam goes on after suggesting the cabbage for uh, a yeah. villa job. Uh, gutty, we didn't hold on for the win at Villa Park, but let's just hope the lads take a lot of confidence from the second half performance and can take it into Saturday. I'm still very much part of the Neil In crew. Mm-hmm. Um, Alex Neil said afterwards, didn't he? He said, immediate aftermath, I think he was he was torn between absolute horrible mm. disappointment and, and being quite proud of his team yeah. and said we have to take the positive absolutely yeah. have to oh, yeah. the way yeah. they, they've certainly in the dressing room that's where they've got to treat it yeah. uh, James Rice best game of the season so far I've got to be on the oh, season yeah. I've, I've never covered a game like that before well, best half of best half, half of football, <laughs> football yeah. not for the faint hearted though no. yeah Alex Neal's uh, killer quote on Tuesday night was it will send me to an early grave game yeah. like that yeah. you know? um, he also he, said he felt he'd been kicked somewhere uncomfortable as well yeah, he said, we can't, can't we, use yeah, exact we, phrase we, yeah. we're told he said off camera yeah the disappointment of a few of the reporters there that it felt like somebody giving a hundred kid and then kicked him in the you know what yeah, yeah so mm. yeah um, he's, he's always good for stuff like that isn't he mm. um, right I'll, I'll let you knock this one back though uh, Michael Hardwick mm. would we be looking for a new manager had we lost no 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 right? no <laughs> No, yes, I'm sure, but no, just, just no, do <laughs> um, Although, with every game that you lose, it, the pressure mounts. Yeah, 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 he was in, in, in the run up, didn't he? I think your yeah. preview piece, he talks about the burden on yeah. him. Like, yeah, he's under no illusions that yeah. he has to win football matches. Yeah, that's what every every manager is there for, isn't it? To win, and uh, this can't he yeah. cannot continue to be bottom yeah. of the table. Yeah, while he's got he has the clubs backing it, you know, I think he, he has the clubs backing 100%, but. The real come, it comes a time if you're not winning, 
that changes, doesn't it? As we, I don't think we're at that point. As we weave through Staffordshire mm-hmm. and then a bit of Cheshire, yeah, we you another said, diversion. Another <laughs> diversion. You said, um, didn't you, that one thing that Tuesday night proved mm. that you cannot say that he has lost any of the dressing room whatsoever. No, no. Those players played for him. They played for the forces. Yeah. They played, you know. Well, t- to be fair, you know, like a lot of you know, we, we speak to as many of the fans as we can in different forms, and obviously, social media during a game is a big. Or, you know, a big form of communication between, you know, Twitter and whatever. And you've got to admit, your timeline leading up to half-time and at half-time on, on Tuesday night, it was very much, you know, this is garbage, this is absolute rubbish, he's lost the dressing room, came a lot of the time. And, you know, had had that carried on in the second half, it would almost have supported that theory. But just the way they dug in and came back the way they did. And to be honest, to an extent, the way... They played against West Brom last Saturday. A good, tight first half. Obviously, made mistakes in the second half, and it went against them. But they were still battling away, trying to, um, you know, even getting a ninety-six minute consolation goal against West Brom. That might not have been the greatest performance in the world, but it, it did show they were battling on. If if a team didn't have the belief in the manager, they wouldn't. They wouldn't be sort of busting a gut, you know. And right, say, so late in the game, would have thought. As I say, he claimed he didn't. There were no. Well, you asked him. You asked him directly after, didn't you? So was it hair dry? Yeah. He said it's not. It's not my style. It's not the style yeah. of modern players. He said it just. I asked him. I think Don't Chris think Maxwell, he uses a hair dry. Does Chris, Chris <laughs> Maxwell told Chris Maxwell. <laughs> Leave it away. I say, say that to his face. Um, Chris Maxwell said to you after in an interview. Said he basically went around the room. And said, "Do you believe you can get back into this?" He basically yeah. challenged them to stand up, didn't he? And every player said yes at half time. You know, and every, to, yeah. every player stood up. Uh, Mark mm. Gray singles out somebody for praise, and mm. uh, we did it at the time. And I think it's only right because he's had a bit of stick. Mm. Uh, Nemetch's best game for Peony, in my oh, opinion, yeah. by some distance. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't, yeah, it, it he arrived didn't, on Tuesday didn't, night, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. He's did, had a couple of injuries. Um, he got a nick. He got some. This, Sort of ongoing knee problem. He got he came on a sub at Leeds in the cup, and uh, it's it's dogged him. Although it's dogged him since then, and I think since he's recovered from it, I don't think he's shown on the training pitch um, what Neil wanted to see. And you know, while he has had this injury, I think Neil said it. He said, you know, he talked to us after the West Brom game and said, "Well, no one to match you today." And he goes, "Well, he has trained a little bit, but I've not seen what I wanted from him." Mm. Um, and then he used a phrase on then he put him back into this because he wasn't even in the 18 was he on, no. uh, against West Brom I think he was available for selection but he just wasn't in the 18 because Neil thought there was others ahead of him put him back in from the start on Tuesday night and he used quite a good phrase afterwards he says so far he's been here and he's, he said he's just been like a player oh I'm happy to be here at a club you know it's fantastic I'm at, I'm at first team getting first team football isn't it brilliant but Neil was intimating he wants more than that. He doesn't just want him happy, you know. Um, I'm getting a bit of getting a taste of football. He wants him to hear, be here to make an impact and uh, improve himself. Yeah, uh, Graham Bancroft with a couple of points. Uh, I don't think this is just your opinion, Graham. In my personal opinion, mm-hmm. uh, we are weak at the back, leaking stupid mm-hmm. goals and can't keep a lead. Thoughts. I wrote afterwards that in yeah. all the euphoria. Yeah. One the stats are there, aren't they? Yeah, fifth, three goals a game for the last five games. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's 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 relegation defending. Isn't oh, it? it is. Yeah, yeah. And the I mean, annoying thing is, at the other end, they're averaging near enough two goals a game. It's not dull. Yeah, I'm not. You know, I'm yeah. not a betting man, but if you can bet four goals and over in a game on North yeah, End, I'd yeah. put your mortgage on it. Know. But for all the good work they're doing at one end, it's getting shipped at the other. You know, like uh, with not being, you know, they're not being beaten by worldy twenty-five yard shots or anything. You know, like it's been. 
sort of simple ball down the side. Well, or, the, fir- the first goal, the first goal on Tuesday night was an easy crossing to the box, and yeah. not Daniel Fisher's finest moment or his finest night. Yeah, so but as a defence, should the right back be left isolated against Centre a forward. six foot two powerful who was playing from wide? I think was probably yeah, yeah. I think he yeah but surely one of the centre half should have been having a look for him. Yeah. The second goal is a calamity of errors on all counts. And out on the on the touch line, yeah. And then the third is a corner, yeah, that they've not cleared, and he's it's yeah. bounced around the box, and obviously as North End's luck is at the moment has landed at the feet of uh, yeah. the Lassie, hasn't it? Yeah, and I think the stat showed was that their only chance on goal in the second half, the goal they scored, and obviously the second one was a penalty that they missed as well. So, uh, Graham Bancroft calls it two points dropped. You would well at half time you'd say not, but when you're three two up with what eight minutes left, playing against ten men, it is, isn't it? You got to look at it that way. Yeah, I think I'll try and. Yeah. I, I think it's one of those that you've been offered a free all half time, you'd snap their hands off. Yeah, when you're three two up, you know, it's um, it's one of those where it might largely depend on the on the mm. on the result on Saturday. Yeah, if you if you can beat Wigan, you think well, you know what we were two 0 down. That's a good point. And yeah, we've beaten Wigan, so if we've got ourselves going again with four points, and then mm. you don't want the international break yeah. as, it, as it goes. But mm. um, but again, if you lose to Wigan, you're probably thinking, well, if we've got three on, it's yeah. one of those, isn't it? We'll see. Mm. Uh, James Rice moves me on to my next point nicely. Thanks, James. Mm-hmm. Uh, is Maguire fit for Saturday? Just back in training, and he's and he mm. and and in Republic of Ireland friendly squad. Surely too soon to rush him back. Yeah. Well. It, it's been a hectic morning on the show. Yeah, it's, it's, it's one. It's, Maguire's been, what, doing a bit of. When, when, was it before the Middlesbrough match? He trained on the Sunday, I think it was. That was his first training session. So we're only looking at him being back in training, what, 10, 11 days so far. So, um, some, you know, there was a few rumours going around he might have been on the bench against West Brom last week. That didn't materialise. He wasn't on the bench, didn't travel to Villa on Tuesday, he trained with the youth team, I think, to get some more fitness. Um, there could be a return. We talked to Alex Neal at Springfields this morning, who who sort of said, sort of left the door open, there's a possibility he, he could be on the bench. Him, no, he wasn't no. hiding it, but he's, there was a note of caution in his tone about, I can't afford for him to break down. We get back here from the conference and Maguire's been named in the Republic of Ireland squad without kicking a football since July the 28th or whatever it was. Um, so, and I just the fear is, you know, like he, he could be in the North End squad on Saturday now, 10 minutes at the end or whatever, half an hour, or he might not be. Yet he's going off with Ireland and potentially playing two international games, you know, plus the, the, work, you know, the, the workload of the training sessions in between. So I think it's too early for him to be in an international squad, but... The international teams apparently have got quite a bit of power on. on I was going to say that that's one thing probably worth clarifying. People who are, who mm. have said, "How can North?" I think I've seen how can North End let this happen? Yeah, they, they can. Mm. There is a dialogue, but they do not have the final say. No, no, they're not. They're not Spurs. They're not Liverpool. They're not Man City. You can pull all sorts probably. Um, if 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 they think he's fit and they can call him up, it's then up to them to assess him. But. The only the only saving grace might be it's a thirty two man provisional squad. Martin O'Neill needs these big squads and the event trims it down. Maybe it's one he might look at if he's got others available and think, well, let's give it a bit longer. I don't know, but I, I do think it's too too soon for him to be going off. If you've not played for your club, it's not as if this is a two week injury. This is more than two months, you know. So uh, I think I think they need a, a bit of caution on this one. 
Yeah, just reading Marty O'Neill's stuff earlier, the only quote, I think, there's nothing direct about Sean Maguire, but mm-hmm. he says there are one or two players we'll monitor over the next few days. Now, Maguire has to... I cannot see that if Maguire does not play for Preston, yeah. how he can play for Ireland. Yeah, yeah, and even if he even if he played, came on and played ten minutes, di- that, that's not enough. The it, difficulty yeah. here is that, yeah. uh, the lad himself was, I say, knowing him, having interviewed and talked to him, it mm. means it means a lot to him, doesn't yeah. it? So he won't play international. Won't, yeah, yeah, to play international football, so he he won't walk away from an Ireland call no. up without good reason. But no. how can how can he play for Ireland if he's not kicked the ball for Preston? Yeah. Does that do, does does the cynic in you then say that Preston will then sort of go well he's not quite ready in inverted commas yeah. for Saturday? I mean, they, they, no. did they play the game? Yeah, you might have Who to. Who can blame yeah. him? Who I can know. blame him? Really? Yeah. I mean, the reality is if he goes away with Ireland and he gets a setback. Yeah. But you look at England have now Gareth Southgate's in the England squad this afternoon. There's quite a lot of players missing. Delhi Ali, one the one of the high profile ones. They've not insisted that Ali goes with him, has he? You know, like. Uh, <laughs> You know, he didn't play for Spurs the other day, you know, so oh, but we'll pick him anyway. It's it, it just seems a bit of a, a bizarre one to me. It just seems a bit of an odd one. Worth We were stunned, weren't we, when we saw the Island squad. We were expecting Callum Robinson, we were expecting Alan Brown and Graham Burke. The other three are in, yeah. Yeah, plus the you know, like you, you ex offenders Daryl Organ and Greg Cunningham's got in. But, you know, to see Maguire in there, you look at me. Why is it? Oh, blimey! I don't. I don't know if North End were expecting it to be honest. There was, there was no mention of it this morning, was there? So just because we had a, we had a good chat with Neil about Maguire, and he certainly didn't bring up the international side. No, of things, did he? I would uh, not to put words in his mouth, but I cannot imagine Alex Neil under any circumstance. Even if Sean Maguire plays forty-five minutes, half an hour on Saturday, under any circumstances, does he want him to go away with Ireland? No. Mm-hmm. They want to keep him wrapped up over international break yeah. and manage absolutely every little thing he does. Yeah, because mm-hmm. there's that element of control, isn't there? Yeah, there like is, yeah. You, you've got a, you've got a plan for him, and you don't want that being yeah. ripped up by. And he'll have a particular training schedule, I should think, with North End in terms of what he has to do fitness-wise on top of his normal training. Now, you know, so North End will be wanting, you know, to stick to that. Definitely. Uh, just uh, we asked about another injury as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Callum Woods. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not having a good time, is he? Pulled his hamstring, tore his hamstring against Morecambe in the Carabao Cup, August the fourteenth, was it? He said he. We asked Neil about him today because he's got a bit quiet on Woods and he said he was over the hamstring strain. He'd done a sort of mini pre-season with the physios to get him, you know, get him back towards a level of fitness. I think, did he say he joined in one of the main sessions with the rest of the squad and his calf went or something? You know, it, it, it was sounding like he'd been, he'd been built up away, sort of been, they'd almost started again. Yeah. And it was one session, yeah. Yeah, well, there was there was a rueful tone in Neil's voice of, yeah, you know. So he's not available at the moment, no. So he didn't really say how long it will be. I don't think it's too much longer, but it certainly delayed his return. But the concern is that he just he cannot he can get fit, yeah, but he can't stay fit. And you yeah. and I said after the Morecambe game, is it just a case of is it match fitness? Yeah, is he, is he football fit? You know what I mean? Is yeah, he, is his body just able to stand up? To it? Real shame, real shame. Good player, great yeah. lad. Yeah. But, um, Good one to have, you know, different options. Oh. Both sides, both full-back positions, centre-half yeah. at a push, you know, so and, decent guy. And, and I can imagine around the place when there's a busy squad, he ain't the one knocking on the manager's door going, come on, why are we not playing? Why are no. we not playing? Oh, no. he's, he'll dig in, yeah. dig in and fight for his place. Club man, isn't he? Very, yeah, much a club man. Yeah. Especially, and let's be fair, at a time, and I, I think people on here would agree with it, where Darnell Fisher is, is, is he's not, so up and down at the moment, yeah, isn't he? He's not been so consistent player. last year. And yeah. He got a he got a knock against Villa. He had to cut. He came off, and yeah. Malt came on, didn't he? You know, the, that was a substitution there. So you've even got a bit of a fitness concern against Fisher, haven't you? So you know, times like this, you, you you need everyone available. Just on on Fisher and defenders, Paul Howey. Afternoon, chaps. Mm-hmm. Afternoon, Paul. Do you see any way of us sorting the defence out and going back to our defensive form of last season and previous campaigns? Confidence seems a big issue. Yeah, it, it could be one where it's very much down to 
if one clean sheet could or you know just slipping one and winning it could just be that spark they need you know but obviously when you're conceding three goals every game your confidence is getting a bit hammered there isn't it and have they changed style this season North End? probably not a huge deal maybe they have tried getting a bit more attacking down the sides with the full backs which uh, might have you know caused one or two problems earlier on but I think I think very much at the at the moment is a bit of a confidence thing, yeah. and, and at times I think I think if you criticise Neil for something, he's he's almost been overthinking it. I think he's been trying different formations, different personnel. You know, we've got we've gone to three at the back for three games. You know, at different points, Reading was three at the back, wasn't it? Uh, Sheffield United was, and West Brom last week. Um, and it's three at the back with different different wing backs, with different three, with a different keeper. You know, so. It might what what it might need is a sort of a gradual fix of confidence growing back and, and people playing week in week out. You know, rather than just being dropped every time they concede. You know, just try and sort of get a bit of stability there. You're pretty much back to bar left back. Obviously, yeah. Beckham's not at the club anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, you're back to the defence that played for large parts of last season. Martin yeah. Clark was in giant. You know, yeah. such a good start. Yeah, Maxwell back in goal. Hunter yeah. and Davies are back together for the last two games. Yeah, Fisher. Yeah, so I would. I'm not. I'm not going to pick anyone's team for me. It's not, not my job too. But if I was doing that job, I would. I would stick with it. Whatever you know, like they conceded three at Villa, as you say, three poor goals. You could turn around and argue, well, I'll try something else there. But I think we've gone through that stage. I think they just need to fitness provided. They need to stick with a, a, a formation and a personnel just for a little bit, and you know, give it a bit of a run. See if that works. Steve Parkinson says, let's get back to basis and stick with 4-2-3-1. Yeah, well, that's what he went. Well, at Villa, he started with 4-4-2, didn't he, bizarre? Alan Brown's a right winger. Yeah, yeah, yeah but I think within 10, 10, 15 minutes, he were back into a 4-2-3-1, which suited him far better. So, uh, But no, and it, that, that's, that's what suits him better, stick with that, I'd say. Right, as I, as I generally usher us in that direction, mm-hmm. uh, I will ask for Wigan predictions on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, start with yours, is that it? I'm going to go for a two-one win. Two-one win. Two-one win. Yeah, not quite a clean sheet, but a victory. No. What 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 a boost that would be as well. It would. I'd say yeah. it might be sort of baby steps, really, but you know, on, on terms of that, you know, rather than, ex- it, rather than expecting six clean sheets on the bounce. I don't think anybody's under any illusions and no. things like that. Now it's uh, mm-hmm. getting over the line. Um, as we move on to Wigan, we can only start in one place. Mm-hmm. Pies, no. No, not 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 pies. No, Joe Garner. Rugby league. No, not Joe Garner. <laughs> I've worked in Wigan for a while, and trust me, that is a very funny. <laughs> that used to keep my telephone ringing quite often. Yeah. Anyway, different matter. Go on. Uh, Joe Garner. Joe Garner. Joseph Garner. Yeah. He used to have Preston Parallel, didn't he? Oh yeah. Yeah. You right. know, it, it, yeah, it's time for Wigan in the summer, didn't he? From uh, transfer deadline day, came up from Ipswich, one point two five million. Now. He left North End what, two summers ago. He went, he went from North End up to Rangers. Rangers, out of the country, out of sight, out of mind, different league. Even when he had a year there, then went down to Ipswich. And even playing for Ipswich, yeah, he played against North End twice last season. I don't know, it didn't seem quite quite as bad him, you know, out of the way almost. But coming up to Wigan, he's on the doorstep. And I don't know, just looks... saw a picture of him before in the Wigan kit. just looks... doesn't look right at all. So... I don't know if he'll start Saturday. He's been starting the last couple. Yeah, but interesting one. I think uh, Will Griggs has been working for Back to Fitness. Yeah. He mm. of that song fame. Yeah, um, yeah. He's a decent footballer as well, apparently. So he's been working his way back to yeah. some kind of fitness. I think he might be the preferred option. Very different options. Yeah, yeah. Cook. yeah. 
Um, they play a four-two-three-one, so only you would imagine only one of them will play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With um, Josh Windows. Yeah. North End uh, Target last PNA January. Target, yeah. 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 Uh, supporting them, and there's um, we've got Jacobs in there. He's a good player. Got Nick Powell, haven't they? And yeah. Nick Powell. Yeah. Mm. Did he, he play was, the ten role? Or yeah, the, yeah. Off the front. Yeah. yeah. Off the yeah. front. So so there is there is some good players there, and they they have mm. they have Alex Neal himself. Uh, even before this preview has admitted how how well Wigan have recruited. Yeah. Um, Windass obviously haven't been a target of his as well and mm-hmm. Garner of this parish but yeah. mm-hmm. um, coach Paul Gallagher today mm-hmm. very at droll on, <laughs> on Joe, on Joe yeah. at length would be yeah. Yeah, you can't speak to Gallagher in a brief conversation with Gallagher but um, looking forward to seeing uh, oh, he, sees, he sees a lot of Joe anyway I think mm-hmm. but looking forward to seeing him on the pitch and uh, I mean it's as you say, it's just different, isn't it? Yeah. It is just different. I don't know, I've seen even more like Ipswich were in the Championship with North End last season. I don't know, it just didn't seem, you know, it's, it wasn't as bothered, but you know, I don't know. Just coming nearer home, it's, uh, it's, uh, I, yeah, if you're a North End fan, you couldn't help but like Garner, who's like fantastic for, you know, the goals he got to get, you know, to get North End firstly in the playoffs one year and then the following year playoffs and promotion. Yeah, he struggled a bit when he came in the championship, but, um, but st- still got six goals. Still put a shift in every game, you know, and uh, he's just, you know, just it will always part of the North End folklore, really. Yeah, Adam Gore. Hopefully, Huntington can keep Garner in his back pocket. Mm. He should know all the little tricks Joey likes to get up to. I don't want to predict a result at this point. Not then. You have no, you have, <laughs> you have, you have no, you have no idea which team will show up. There, there is a bit of that. Yeah. Um, it works both ways, doesn't it? Mm. I was saying this to Galley that um, obviously in North End, he, he, you would think Garner will play against a combination of Davis, Huntington and Clark, all yeah. of at the club when he was here. So mm. they know all about him, but I'm sure Paul Cook is leaning on and going, how do I exploit him? What, yeah. what does he like? Oh, yeah. What does he like? You know? yeah. You're going to be doing that, wouldn't you do it with anyone? Yeah. So, but Interesting, just on, on the goals and conceding goals and everything. did an interview with um, Daniel Johnson at training ground today um, and I had, a, I had a long chat with him, DJ. He's not sometimes he's always open to talk, but he don't normally get a sort of long, massive, long conversations with him. I sat down a real good length of time with him today. He made a really good point. He said, "He said the first goal now is starting to be really key. I know North End are conceding soon after scoring, but he says time after time this season they've been conceding the first goal." might not have been playing that well and they're just having to chase the game all the time and even if they're playing well it's only getting them back you know they're either 2-0 behind at the time or 3-1 behind and uh, you know he said even if you're having good patches in the game and the scoring it's only bringing them up to parity it's not getting them into the lead so he, he just thinks scoring the first goal for North End might be important you know in the next few games get into that lead then you know hopefully keep the back door shut because their Achilles heel at the moment is not just conceding goals, it's conceding goals soon after they've scored. You think, you know, it's happened happened last week, didn't it, uh, against West Brom. You know, North End got back with the equaliser within a couple of minutes. West Brom were back in front. Even even after they'd scored the third goal down at Villa on Saturday, uh, on Tuesday, Villa were back in it. You know, the, the, the equaliser came within, what, eight or nine minutes of it, so... Uh, Mark Gray calls DJ Super Sub, Super Sub which yeah. opens a, a debate. He's on he's on the back page of the paper yeah. today. Do you start uh, him or 
or have him on the bench ready. Yeah, it's, Alex Neil said, hasn't he, this season? I think you, mm. were you asking, when did you ask him? Sheffield United, you mm. asked him and said, Your subs made an impact, didn't you? And he said, mm. Yeah, the problem is quite often they make an impact and then I, so they get the chance, they're yeah. not really well, if replicating think, it. There's a pattern there, didn't you? Because he played well at Leeds in the Cup at the end of August and I think, did he start the Bolton game or did he come on as sub at the Bolton game? Half time, sub. Half time, and he didn't make an impact at all in that. Bolton was, was yeah. not No, you know, Ben. He did well coming off the bench at Sheffield United, but then didn't get a game the next two games, did he? It was, you know, the Villa game was his first one since then. So, uh, yeah, if he can, you know, yeah, the problem is he's backing it up, isn't it? The consistency. That's yeah, that, that's that's where DJ is. But I, I would argue, I mean, it was it was so good on Tuesday night, wasn't he? Yeah, he just drove the game forward. I think you've got to start. And he's in that yeah. kind of form. He's a joy to watch. Yeah. You've always said yeah. the weight, the gliding, the way yeah. he plays. You know, yeah. it was effortless, wasn't it? Yeah. That penalty gives you heart attacks. I know, but yeah. that technique is, is not. But, yeah, <laughs> what some people might say is there's a little bit more space to play with. You know, Villa going down to ten men. But I thought even even before in that sort of ten eleven minutes, before, you know, uh, before before Villa. Went down to ten men. Thought GDA then was getting on the ball and, and looking good. So, some you know, if, if that the idea of a sub is to come on and make an impact and sort of prove that you, I'm worth starting the following week. So on that adage, you might be thinking, starting. James Rice has gone three two North End, mm-hmm. which of all victories James might be might not be a bad shout to be honest. The way things. I'd love going. a one nil win. I really would. Love well, you asked that Alex Neal was asked today, wasn't he? And sort of. He he almost cut our radio Lancashire colleague Scott Reid off and said, "Listen, three points, don't yeah. don't mind." He then yeah. clarified and said, "Listen, I want us to play well, yeah. but we we just need to win. Yeah. We just yeah. need to win." And you've said to him a couple of times recently, "Listen, if it comes off somebody's backside or yeah. something, you're not going to be bothered, are you?" Scruffy one, penalty, don't. yeah, scruffy goal. It's like the, the, it's the look side of things. You think West Brom second goal last week, aimless cross into the box. It Ben Ben Davis on the top of the head and loops in. Nothing could do with that on the other end, couldn't they? So yeah, yeah. Uh, things to clear up ahead of Saturday. Is it a derby? A northwest one, not a Lancashire <laughs> one, and not a local one. It's never a local derby. It's never a local. Steam well, colleague says. Yeah. Um, but it's not far though, is it? No, it's 20, not. Twenty-two miles down to Wigan. It's not. It? You'd expect. You think Blackpool that way is nineteen, and that's twenty. You know, twenty-two. So you'd expect a good atmosphere, Wigan. Yeah. Wigan are the old crest of a wave cliche, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, they're not absolutely flying, I believe, but they're ninth. The ninth. I think they were. Were they fifth the week before? They were in the playoff places. Yeah. Um, Mark Gray calls it an old Lancashire derby. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 uh, the, the Metropolitan Borough or County of Greater Manchester is, yeah. is reasonably new. Yeah. Um, before, we had the same debate with Bolton, yeah. didn't we? Yeah. Um, but, no, it's... It's, it's when they're calling Plymouth and Portsmouth a derby on Sky, the Dockland derby, and they're listen. 200 and odd miles apart. So You said the magic word, though. Sky, yeah. Sky, Sky will create yeah. something out of nothing. Yeah. I yeah. challenge them to, uh, you know, yeah. Super Sunday, you know. Yeah. They had probably the M6 derby. They had Sunday. Cardiff yeah. v Burnley on, didn't they? So they didn't clash with the Ryder Cup. I'm surprised they didn't come with some catchy catch race for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, con- the contractually obliged derby. You nearly got think, that yeah, yeah. You nearly contractually got that obliged derby, yeah. We've got to show Cardiff and Burnley a certain amount of times. Um, Dave Nelson says, ask, ask Wigan to bring some pies. I was a rubbish. That's been... <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't disagree. I wouldn't, yeah. <laughs> um, but Wigan, yeah, Wigan are famous more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we'll come with sort of expectations of their own, won't they? Yeah. Um, Actually, I was looking for the records. North End's home record against Wigan's not brilliant over the last sort of 
20 years or so. The, the North End's record down at Wigan is actually pretty impressive, you know, at the old Springfield Park and at the JJB, DW, whatever, now. So, uh, yeah, could do with, uh, you know, we, well, I write the memory match in the paper and I, I do a sort of corresponding home game. And I always try and pick a positive result one because no one wants to pick up a paper and read about a defeat twenty odd years ago. But you know, fi- finding finding one was a little bit tough at times. Yeah. Although North End did win the last time, didn't they? That Jordan Hugo goal and a deflection two years ago on telly on a Friday night when he swore live on TV. When he swore live, live on TV. Good yeah. old Jordan. Yeah. Do miss things dropped like that. Dropped a bomb, didn't dropped he, on the live interview? Yes, dropped, dropped a bomb. Yes. Yeah. We're, we're we can turn up wearing red socks for some reason. Didn't they? Yeah. So. Um, yeah, looking forward to it. Mm. Last one for the international, right? I, I don't think you can underestimate what kind of boost it will give North End yeah. to get over the line. Yeah. Just, we've, we've, all, we've always had this argument over the international break. Do you want it or don't you want it? doesn't matter. It's there. What you don't want to be doing is like, last time it was like two or draw with Bolton before. It wasn't the best result in the world after giving away a two-goal lead. You got two weeks thinking about it. You don't want to defeat in two weeks, you know, mulling over that before, before you go to Hull. I... I just think, as you say, the international break is almost irrelevant at the moment. Mm. It's just they'll need a win. Yeah. They've played a lot. They've played a lot of football as well. Yeah. Even though yeah. they haven't been winning, they played yeah. a lot of football. Yeah. You and I know we've been. And so yeah. the fans they've been on. You know, those who've, mm. if anybody's been to all those games, I tip. My, I'm not yeah. wearing one, but I tip my hat yeah. To, yeah. to you. Um, you know, um, and they will need. To, they will need a bit of a break. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm. Hopefully, with Sean Maguire in house. Yeah. Think. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Talk about the fans. Just a quick note on the away fans. You know, obviously. Um, Smaller numbers have been travelling just recently, obviously, as the results take a dip. But well, it's just under 400 at Villa Park on Tuesday night. Great reaction when North End scored. I believe Lucas Nemechi would jump, it was on a fan's shoulders in the away end, you know, and they were all celebrating, a sort of rather famous fan, I believe. And uh, <laughs> no, but, you know, there was that good coming together. And, but it's been a bit of a debate recently about these midweek games now. They're either live on iFollow, if you subscribe to that, or they're now on the red button on Sky, I would say aren't with, they? with iFollow, yeah. you can pay £10 to watch them. Yeah. You, don't, you don't have to be a subscriber. Yeah. To pay, yeah. Or you've thing. got, you know, you've got the red button now on Sky, sort of. Just what what people might think, you know, debate now for, for a later date. It, oh, you know, is it a good thing? Yes, you don't want to travel down to Norwich on a Tuesday night, so I'll watch it on the red button or whatever. But then again, are we watering down the effect of going to a football match and, and watching it, you know, live? You know, it's a, I think it's a bit of a, a, a worrying trend myself, but, you know, other people might see it differently. But is, is everything being geared now towards, oh, yeah, being televised, you know, do, are we going to see away support from not just for North End but other clubs caught, you know, in, in favour of the armchair? We've always thought, you know, there's always been the argument North End's crowds get hit because there's plenty of people in this city of ours who prefer to sit on the backsides and watch watching the pub, watch Man United, Man, Liverpool in the pub or something rather than go on North End. So it's it's an interesting bit of debate for me. It is. It might be one. For, it might be one for uh, during the international break. You know, yeah. one, because mm-hmm. uh, my initial reaction, say without getting into a half hour debate, would yeah. be my concern. And I've probably mentioned it a million times. I used to cover more. Yeah. My concern is for clubs like them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the, at that level, they need every single penny that yeah. comes through the gate. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. if a fan from Crew or whatever decides not to go up to Morecambe because yeah. mm-hmm. it's on, they can pay a tenner and watch it yeah. literally on their sofa or on their tablet. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I think, uh, I think the I think the way I follow works as well is that um, it's it's if it's the away club who get most of the money from it. You know yeah. the ten the, the ten pound which they pay the one off field yeah. and the away team gets the most. So once that's depriving money through the turnstile, 
And if, if you know, the fans just decide to stay at home, they're then not in the ground, they're not buying a programme, they're not buying a pint, they're not buying a pie, you know. So it, it kind of, you know, quite a knock-on effect, I would have thought. Right, so that's about that for this week. Sam Thomas just asked about Maguire. Sam, if you scroll back to the start of this, um, we had a good chat about Sean Maguire's fitness, his surprisable mm-hmm. call-up. And, and to Dave Nelson, is Darnell Fisher fit? The answer is, uh, he's had he's, he's been bandaged up a bit, hasn't he? Yeah, he got knocked, didn't he? He sort of set... set um, he went. He was at the near post at Villa, wasn't it? And um, he sort of cut into the box, didn't he? And got done by a tackle. You know, fair one. You know, went out for a corner, but I think he got a bit of a knock on the knee. I think it was so. And Malt ended up replacing him. So I should. I should think it was more of a knock rather than anything. Impact sort of, thing, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so yeah, you can watch this back uh, on our website shortly, as quickly as my computer works after this. Um, and the iPhone in front of me hopefully has recorded this so we can have it as a podcast as well wow. for the first time. No promises on that, the yeah. quality of it or whatever, but mm. um, if sticking your headphones in and, and listening to it is your thing, then hopefully we can provide for that going forward as well. It's an alternative, well. isn't it? It's an alternative. It movie, it's an alternative. Yeah. As much as I can't believe you wouldn't want to look at us while you're yeah. looking at it, I understand that some people maybe don't want to do that. So yeah. um, there is that option there hopefully as well going forward. But uh, as ever, thanks for tuning in. Um, Looking forward to Saturday. Yeah, yeah, good game, hopefully. Hopefully the pies are good enough and can win. Thanks for tuning in.